That great line in that song that we just sang, Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. And the question that occurs to me this morning is, have you found Jesus sufficient to silence the fear in your life? We live at a time of incredible fear. Everywhere I turn, it seems like people are afraid. This COVID-19 virus pandemic has flooded our planet with fear. And I just think as we sing that song, Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear. And so my, my question this morning for you is, have you drawn close to Jesus and let Him silence those fears? You know... There's reason to to be concerned. I suppose there's reason on the one hand to have a measure of fear. Uh, The virus is real. It's not fake. It exists. People get sick. Some people get really sick. Some people die. That's a reality. And death causes fear for many, many people. The, The possibility of death causes fear. People are afraid. People are afraid at multiple levels. And I find it challenging as as a Christian, as a pastor, to deal with the reality of fear. I don't want to claim that my life is free of fear, but I love the reality of what that song says to me this morning. Jesus, Jesus, He silences fear. The Scripture says, God has not given to us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And this morning, I want to suggest to you that if you're you're struggling with fear, if you find yourself even controlled and consumed by fear, the only answer and the only hope I know for fear is found in Jesus. He truly does silence fear, doesn't He? Someone say, yes! He silences fear. He does that. Every day when I throw my leg over my bicycle, I do so with the realization that I'm putting myself in a place of jeopardy on the streets of Southern California. I recognize that as a reality of my life. Every time I get on my bicycle... I'm putting myself in a place of potential jeopardy. And my prayer, honestly, my prayer every day when I get on my bicycle is, Lord, I'm counting on you today. You're my, you're my, my Lord. You're my Savior. You're my protector. You're my guardian. And, uh, I'm looking to you for safety and protection. Most mornings when I get on my, my bike, I sit down and have prayer with my wife before I go. And that's part of our prayer together. That's a reality. And I don't know if you think about it, but truly, every time you get in your car, you get on the freeways in Southern California, you could possibly experience a, a tragic accident. There's tons of reasons to be afraid. But we've got Jesus in our corner, don't we? We've got Jesus in our corner. He silences fear. What a great song. And I found myself thinking as, as we were singing... This has nothing to do with my sermon this morning, by the way. I'm sorry. Um, 
I just feel drawn to, to talk about this, and maybe I'll never get to my sermon, I don't know. But I found myself, Maggie, as we were singing that song and talking about silencing fear, I, I found myself thinking about this passage in Matthew 6 where Jesus talks about anxiety and worry. And I think anxiety and worry are kind of a form of fear, aren't they? I think so. And, and, and Jesus talks about fear. He talks about anxiety. He talks about worry. And uh, there's reason to be concerned. There's reason to struggle. And I get that. But Jesus is the answer to our fears. He always has been. He always will be. Do you remember the story of Jesus in the boat with His disciples? And he's asleep, sound asleep, in the back of the boat. He's, he's out. He's catching up on some lost sleep. And the storm comes up, and the winds are racing, and the rain is falling, and the waves are splashing and filling the boat. And what do the disciples say to Jesus? Don't you care that we're perishing here? <laughs> Put yourself into that situation for just a moment. Lord, don't you care that we're perishing here? And the answer to that question ought to be what? Of course he cares. But he's not concerned about storms. He's bigger than storms, isn't he? He's greater than storms, mightier than storms, more powerful than storms. And I love that story where it, it, it's like Jesus wakes up and just goes, cool it, you know? And the storm instantly stops. The wind, the rain, the, the waves, everything just stops. I think He wants to do that in your life. He wants to do that in my life. The reality is, sometimes He doesn't stop the storm. In fact, there's a song, I listen to Southern Gospel, and uh, what I hear on the radio in Southern Gospel oftentimes touches me in, in significant ways. And there's a song that I hear periodically and one of the lines in the song says, Sometimes He calms the storm, and sometimes He calms me. <laughs> and so oftentimes it's true. He doesn't just always calm the storm, right? Got any storms in your life this week? There's other storms besides COVID virus. We have people in our church family that are struggling with health issues, significant health issues. I think of one of the men in our church that uh, I prayed together with this last week. All kinds of health issues. In, the, in to see the doctors this week for tests. And we're praying that God will, God will bring relief from that fear, that struggle, that pressure, that pain. But sometimes God calms us. He doesn't calm the storm. We have people in our church family with other kinds of struggles and issues besides health issues. We have people in our church family with financial struggles, loss of job, loss of work hours, financial difficulty. Maybe God's going to calm that storm this week. I don't know. But what He really wants to do is to calm me and to calm you. That's what He wants to do. And so I think in this whole context of, of fear and worry and anxiety, I love what Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter 6. He says to you, 
Do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? (laughs) Are you not worth much more than they? What's the answer to that question? Are you not worth much more than they? You are much, much more. Why are you worried about clothing? (laughs) Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They don't toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. <laughs> Jesus used that same line with the disciples in the storm. When he calmed the storm, he said to them, O ye, o ye of little faith. And I guess as I read this passage and as I think about the context in our culture right now, the opposite of fear is the opposite of fear faith. Is that seem to work? Does that seem to fit? And so the more I fear, does that I have less faith? And the more faith I have, the less I fear. And I just wonder if if we really see that this morning. If you turn on the television news, if you pick up the newspaper, everything you read is going to induce fear. It's all bad news. Bad news sells, right? It's all bad news. And all that bad news leads to fear. I want to say, turn off the stupid television. Put away the newspaper. Get off of the internet. It's all bad news. And all that news, all that stuff causes fear. And we're living today in a, in, a, in a world and a culture that's just surrounded and buried in fear. And what's God calling us to? We're to be people of faith. Our lives are to be marked by faith and trust and confidence in our mighty God. That's what it's, that's what it's about. And, and that's what Jesus is addressing here in Matthew 6. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you're going to eat uh, don't, I, aren't you worth much more than they? Yeah, you have little faith. He says, do not worry then, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? Or what will we wear for clothing? The Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. <laughs> Does God know what you need this morning? Absolutely. Absolutely. Does God know your health needs this morning? Yes. Does God know your financial needs this morning? Yes. 
Does God know your relational needs where you're estranged from a family member? You've got a child that's drifted away from the Lord. Does God know about, does God care about that? Absolutely. Oh, ye of little faith. God not only knows, but God cares. And if you think about it, I think that was implied, maybe, Maggie helped me here, but I think that was maybe implied in the song, if not said directly. If the God who created the universe, the sun, the moon, the planets, the stars, this planet, everything on it, if God created all of that in His great power and His great might, is He worthy of our trust? And the other side of that equation is, if God created all of that in His great power and His great might, why should He care about you and me? He does. Yeah, He created us, Ed. That's right. He cares about us. Does that amaze you that the Creator God of the universe cares about you? He knows your name. That's just an overwhelming thought. Psalm 8, I think it's Psalm 8, someone check me here. Psalm 8, the psalmist says, When I consider the the sun and the moon and the stars, the handiwork of your fingers, he says, what is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of man that you care about him? You know, that's a great question. That's a phenomenal question. Why would the creator God of the universe care about me? But he does. He cares. And that's why Peter says, cast all of your care upon him. Why? What's it say? Because he cares for you. We ought to be overwhelmed every day that the creator God of the universe cares about us. He cares, and He's worthy of our faith and our trust. Jesus, Jesus, silences our fear. Jesus goes on in Matthew 6, and He says, Your Father knows you have need of all these things, but seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All those things that we worry about, all those things that cause us fear and anxiety, we can place fully into His hands as we seek first His kingdom. Seek to honor Him, to follow Him, to obey Him, to serve Him, to see His kingdom advanced. And all this other stuff will be added. So Jesus goes on and says, So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Fear, anxiety, worry. That's the rule of the day. That's what consumes our our world that we live in. And I guess my question to you this morning is, 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 is that fear consuming you? Is that fear controlling you? And I want to call us to faith this morning. I want to call us to trust in Jesus. 
to follow Him more closely. Draw more closely to Him. You know, the big, the big message we're being told is this whole thing about social distance, social distance, social distance. Wash your hands, stay socially distanced, wear a mask, all these things. One of the things that I fear, and I use this in a proper sense of fear, one of the things that I fear is because we are now socially distanced on Sunday morning. We're not just socially distanced, we're physically distanced. One of my concerns is that the consequence of that will be that we find ourselves distanced from God. Because there's something that happens when we're here together. There's something that happens when we're here face to face that can't happen online. Just can't happen. It's, it, it just can't. And my fear is, my concern is, maybe I should use that word instead of fear, <laughs> but my concern is by not being together, the consequence is that we find ourselves distanced from God. And the constant message of Scripture is to draw near to God. Draw near, draw near. And again, the Creator God of the universe encourages you and me to draw near to Him. Draw near, draw near, come closer. And that's again why I've chosen the theme for this year, following Jesus. Just drawing a little more closer to Him. That needs to be true in our lives today and tomorrow and going forward. That we're drawing nearer to Him, trusting Him more fully. The writer of the book of Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's a powerful statement when you think about it. Because my hope and my prayer, my expectation is that we all would like to please God, right? And my suspicion is, as I read this book, that fear does not please God, but faith does. And so God calls us to be men and women of faith. Men and women who are trusting Him. And again, there's, there's reason to be concerned. There's reason to have Anxiety, I, I get that. But somewhere for us who are Christ followers, for the, those of us who love and follow the Lord Jesus, our lives should be marked by faith, not by fear. And what is it, after all, that's going to set you and me apart in a lost world that needs to know Jesus? What is it that's going to mark us apart from a world steeped in fear, controlled and dominated by fear. What is it that's going to set us apart? It's our faith. It's our trust. Our confidence in our God. There is never a time, there's never a time that He is not faithful. Amen? There's never a time He's not faithful. There's never a morning His mercies aren't new. Is that true? Yes. There's never a, a day that he is not able. There's never a moment he is not omnipotent. Never a minute. Never a moment. 
And so, kind of with Jesus here in Matthew 6, I want to say, why are you afraid? Are you not worth much more than they? Does not your Heavenly Father know that you need all these things? I don't know that you can simply say that faith, you know, choose faith instead of fear. I don't know that it's that simple. But perhaps we just need to be reminded this morning in a time of fear that our God is bigger, our God is greater, our God is mightier than any virus, anything. Isn't He? He is. And I don't know if you need to be reminded of that this morning, but I'm grateful for that reminder, even though I still haven't got to my sermon and you're wondering what I'm going to do about that. God's calling us to be people of faith. And somehow in the circle in which you live this week, whether it's at the workplace, whether it's with family, whether it's in the neighborhood, if you have connection with you know, people in those contexts, let God make you a shining light in a dark, dark place. Doesn't that song talk about darkness? Jesus does something. What's Jesus do to the darkness? Makes it tremble. That's kind of an interesting concept. But God wants us to be lights in a dark world. And can we be lights in a dark world if our lives are controlled and consumed by fear? Can we? I don't think so. And I think the key to us being lights in this dark, dark time in our world, in our culture, in our, in our country, the key to us being lights and shining the light of God and the light of the Gospel is that we be people of faith. And somehow, in, in kindness, in graciousness, we're different. We trust our God. We believe that He is able He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that we ask or think. Is that a powerful promise or what? He is able to do beyond anything I could possibly imagine. He is able. So, if God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that I ask or think, what's the problem? problem is me. I don't trust Him enough. I don't rely on Him. We think we're in this on our own. It's up to us to wash our hands, wear a mask, get a vaccine, and and do all those things. It's up to me. It's up to me. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. (laughs) It's all in God's hands. You know, it is possible that someone could wash their hands every 20 minutes all day long, wear a mask all day long, all night long, do follow all the protocols, and still get the virus. Do you know that? It's still possible. And so ultimately, where's our confidence? Is our confidence in a virus, in a vaccine? Or is our confidence in God? I have friends when they were beginning to talk about the vaccine soon being available. um, 
I'm first in line was the line I heard several times. I'm first in line. Counting on a vaccine. I'm not counting on a vaccine. In fact, I read an article somewhere that there were people of means that had wealth that were looking to purchase the vaccine, kind of jump the line ahead of the first responders and the doctors and the nurses. And my first response was, you can buy mine. <laughs> How much is it worth to you? You know, I don't have confidence in vaccines. I have confidence in my God. I have confidence in my God. I think it was last night I was on the phone with one of the men in our church and we were talking about our decision to not meet in person this morning. And part of our conversation was along the lines of, well, what's the worst thing that could happen? We'd die and go to heaven, right? Is that a good idea? Pat's clapping her hands. I'm ready to go. You know? A couple of weeks ago, our men's Bible study on Tuesday morning were in Philippians chapter 1 where Paul says, I've got this thing in my life where here I am in prison and um, there's a possibility that I'm going to get executed and die. I'd, I, I'd, if I stay alive, I'll continue my ministry and I'll be able to continue to serve the Lord and to serve you. But on the other hand, if they execute me, I get to die and go with Jesus. And I don't know which way to choose. <laughs> Do you feel that way this morning? I'm good either way, Lord. I'm good. Trust, faith, confidence in our God. How's your faith this morning? How's your faith? I'm grateful for doctors. I'm grateful for nurses. I'm grateful for medical technology. You know, if you think about it for a minute, if this virus had... Come 50 years ago, (laughs) we would not have the modern technology to deal with it. Ventilators didn't exist. Even just a few years ago, the ability to create a vaccine in a matter of months, that ability did not exist. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for doctors and nurses and medical technology and, and all those things. And, and, and I'm grateful for my doctor. I love my doctor. I, I, just, I have a phenomenal doctor. But my confidence isn't in Dr. Martinez. My confidence isn't in Kaiser Permanente. My confidence is in God. Our lives are in His hands. Whether we live or whether we die. Our lives are in His hands. He knows exactly what I need. He knows exactly what you need today and tomorrow going forward. And so he's calling us to be people of faith, not people of fear. And so that's my, my challenge to you this morning as I put my sermon away. I guess I'm going to do that next Sunday. My challenge to you this morning is Jesus, Jesus silences fear. He silences my fear. He wants to silence your fear. And so the need in in my life and need in your life is is to draw closer to Him. Get to know Him better. And and that's part of my hope in in this year as we read the Gospels together. To get to know Jesus just a little better. To draw just a little more closely to Him. To follow in His footsteps. That's my prayer and my hope. And my hope is the better we get to know Jesus, the more we'll trust Him. The more we get to know Jesus, the more we'll love Him. 
the more we get to know Jesus, the more we'll obey Him and follow Him. And so faith or fear? Jesus wants to silence your fears this morning. Turn to Him. Look to Him. Well, Lord, I've shared thoughts I'd had no intention to share this morning. I want to believe that You have led me to share these thoughts. I want to believe that uh, You're going to use the Scriptures that I've referred to. And Lord, I'm, I'm simply asking that You would help us to be people of faith, not to be people of fear. For us, from fear. Free our hearts, free our spirits to marvel at the reality that You who have created the heavens and the earth with Your great power and outstretched arm, You for whom nothing is too difficult, You who care about us, these little specks on this little planet in this gigantic universe, You care about us. You love us. And You call us to trust You. To rest in You. Lord, regardless what happens politically in this nation, regardless what happens in the aftermath of this recent election, regardless what happens with this virus, whether the vaccine eliminates it or it goes away, or whether it remains and stays and continues to mutate, Regardless what happens, Lord, help us to trust You more. To rest in You more. Help us to do that. And Lord, I'm reminded of the simple acrostic of the word faith. Forsaking all, I trust Him. Give us that kind of faith this morning. Not faith in vaccines or faith in doctors and scientists, but faith in You. Forsaking all, I trust Him. Make that true in my life this morning. Make that true in in each of our lives. Is our prayer together in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to sing a song, Make Me a Servant. And I think that even more now than ever, people need to feel Jesus. And the only way they're going to feel it is when we act like Him to others and we're servants to others. And even more so now than ever, people need to have hope. And so let's just make this a prayer that God will make us a servant that will be humble and meek, that will go to people that need our help. We'll pray with them. We'll help them do what we can and just show them that um, Jesus loves them.
Well, it's been good to be together, even virtually. It's been good to be together. It's been good to praise the Lord. And I hope that some of the thoughts that God has placed on my, my heart, He might use in, in your life today and, and tomorrow. I love that chorus we just sang. Make me a servant. Make me a servant. Humble and meek. Lord, let me lift up those who are weak. And may the prayer of my heart always be, Lord, make me a servant. Make me a servant today. And so, in the week ahead, God wants to give you and to me opportunities to serve others. And to be able to serve others out of faith and to prod them toward faith, and to encourage them toward faith, encourage them to trusting, trusting God. Who does God want you to serve today? Who does He want you to serve this week? Where does He want you to serve? How does He want you to serve? Make that the prayer of your heart today. Out of a life of faith, out of a life of trust, out of a life of confidence in our great God, Look for opportunities this week to serve and to serve in that, in that context of faith, in a climate of fear. Serve as a man of faith. Serve as a woman of faith. Make your life and your light shine this week as a person of faith. Do that for the glory of God. That's my prayer and my hope for you in the week ahead. May God bless you much.